Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, David Crockett. I'm Lee. Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon. This is Don't Tread on America. I'm your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Friday, April 21st, 2023. And you know what we do here? We got to rock on. It's Friday. Let's go. everybody doing out there today like i said it's friday all right let's go all right got a little bit of a different show for you guys today and uh by that i mean i'm gonna talk about some stuff no during work today i had a lot of stuff a lot of things going through my mind and the um the state of our country, and and I think this is not necessarily just an American issue. I think this is a world issue. I think uh, everyone listening to this can can understand what I'm saying, and you can uh, appreciate what I'm going to say. And uh, and I'm not necessarily talking about you per se. But everybody, everybody that we have to deal with in this country, in your country, and wherever you're at, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and you understand what I'm saying here in just a second, because the, the title of the show, I actually already know <laughs> what the title of the show is going to be called, and it's going to be called "Parental Guidance Suggested." This, the show is not rated PG-13 or PG, I should say. Uh, this show is rated R because, you know, <laughs> hi, I'm Don, and uh, sometimes we just let things go, and I get that, and um, so, but 
in our world, in our country, your country, wherever you're at listening to this, whether you're in the United States, Mexico, Canada, Australia, anywhere in Europe, wherever you, you may reside, this is going to touch base with you. And you guys will all understand what I mean when I say parental guidance is suggested. But before we get into everything, let's not forget about our other sponsor to the show. I just want to get all this, all the business out of the way so I can just ramble. Because I only have a few things written down, so a lot of this is just going to come off the top of my head. So, <laughs> you're welcome. Christian Lawson watches. Don't forget about them. Check them out at ChristianLawson.com. Use promo code DTOM at checkout. Get 30% off your purchase price. That's Christian Lawson watches at ChristianLawson.com. Also, guys, make sure if you're on social media, if you're on Facebook, Instagram, or the Ticker Talker, make sure you uh, check us out at Don't Tread on America. If you're on Twitter, we're at DTOM underscore 1775. And if you're not on social media, that's fine, too. You can follow the show at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. That's our website. From any of those platforms, you can email the show, message the show. You can talk to me directly if you have any questions concerns, story ideas, anything that's going on in your neck of the woods that you want me to talk about, I will gladly consider that. Send me the story. I'll do some research into it, and then uh, we'll chit-chat about it. All right. Uh, also, uh, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please make sure you're subscribing to the show. You're already listening to it because, you know, it's the best one out there. I get it. But <laughs> make sure you subscribe you follow the show. If you're whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, if you uh, have the ability to review the show or give it a five star rating, please do so. And then also, guys, please make sure you're sharing this with your friends. All right, let's get into it. So, what is PG? So, you see, you go to a movie and they're rated G, PG, PG 13, R, whatever. So, I'm just going to give you the definition. Okay, some material may not be suitable for children. A PG-rated motion picture should be investigated by the parents before they let their younger children attend. The PG rating indicates, in the view of the rating board, that parents <laughs> may consider some material unsuitable for their children, and parents should make that decision. The more mature themes in some PG-rated motion pictures may call for parental guidance there may be some profanity and some depictions of violence or brief nudity, but these elements are not so deemed or are not deemed so intense as to require the parents be strongly um, cautioned beyond the suggestion of parental guidance. There is no drug use content in a PG rated motion picture. So why am I reading that to you? I think the key here is parents and children. So it's it's difficult. I, I will say this. I I'm uh, you know I'll be fifty years old in a few months. My kids are all grown, and even as grown children, as my kids are grown, it's still difficult being a parent 
in this country, even with grown, grown kids, grown adult kids with their own lives. And what I mean by that is this. I feel, and, and I'm sure most parents feel the same way, that you did everything the right way, or at least you feel like you did everything the right way. And you probably made sacrifices, and you probably did things that for your kids that maybe your parents didn't do or couldn't do or whatever for you. And um, <clears throat> I feel that parents, no matter how old or young they are, um, parent based on how they were raised, whether it be good or bad, okay? So if you have a parent, if you have, if you know somebody, whatever, and their parents gave them everything, you, that person may parent differently. They, they might not know how to parent. Maybe they can't afford, maybe they didn't get a good job, maybe they didn't do whatever in school and, you know, they made bad life choices or whatever, and then it's harder for them to parent so they they might be more aggressive or they might have a uh, a dependency issue whether it's drugs or alcohol or cigarettes or whatever the case may be i mean i know cigarettes people don't think of it as a drug but it is um and then those kids will learn from their parents to do things the opposite way so for example when i was a kid my my dad and mom got divorced when i was young and i'm not going i'm not going to sit here and lecture you on divorce and staying together cuz i you know me and my first wife were divorced after you know 8 or 9 years of marriage now my wife now you know we've been married for almost this year i think will be 9 years but we've been together for like 20 so um sometimes <laughs> the first one doesn't take um i'm not saying that you need to look at your wife now. Maybe you think about getting a divorce. I'm not saying that. But a lot of times you'll see that um, people say, oh, uh, divorce rates are high. Yeah, they're what, 50%, I think. And, uh, <clears throat> But I don't think that's necessarily the problem when it comes to raising children. You can be a, a divorced family but you should not take that out on the kids okay so anyway back to what I was saying so when I was little so my uh, mom I didn't really see a whole lot we lived with our dad and then uh, my dad remarried and then my stepmom had two kids also so it was me and my sister and then stepsister and stepbrother now um my dad worked a lot. I played sports. He didn't really, you know, I'm not sitting here crying, boo-hoo, woes me. Didn't really spend a lot of time with me. Now, I didn't, um, I didn't hold to resentment and write manifestos and want to shoot up a school. I, I just, you know, whatever. I had good grandparents. You know, I think my dad tried his best. Um, but I think he, it was opposite day. You know, it's like when my dad was a kid, he was a, he was an only child, and my grandparents kind of spoiled him. And now he's a father with four kids, essentially, two of his and two step. And um, 
really couldn't be that type of a parent like his parents were to him. And I don't know if that hurt him, broke him up inside or what. I don't know. Um, but I think back in the 80s, you know, I was born in the 70s, in the 80s, early 90s as a, as a child into a teenager. Um, I'm not saying all the kids were good. You obviously had your bad kids. Like when you were in school, you had those bad kids. But it was a small number. And also, and I, I don't know how this was in other states or even other countries, but like when I was in school, in elementary school, middle, high school, um, we had paddling. Like, so if you were bad <laughs> in school, the teacher sent you to the, to the principal's office and you get, a, you get a couple licks with the paddle, right? And I think that taught respect because who in the hell wants to get hit with a wooden paddle? Right now, of course, I'm saying this and people in other countries that maybe they don't do this or never heard of this are thinking that's outrageous. That's crazy. But I think it teaches respect. You're still going to have that those one or two or three or 10 or 20 kids that act out because of whatever reason. Maybe they have a bad home life. Maybe their parents suck. I don't know. But have you noticed how? That's gone away. Like back in the 90s, that went away. And you've seen the change of the way schools essentially raise your kids. So back back in the 80s, when, when I was in school, you had the threat of getting in trouble, like physically getting in trouble at school and then physically getting in trouble at home. And I'm not saying my parents beat us. I'm not saying that. But I, I, it just seems differently. Like when your parents back in the day said, you're grounded, you're this, you're that, no TV. Da, da, you listened. You know, when you were in school, the majority of you guys acted right because you didn't want to get paddled. You didn't want to get paddled at school. And then, of course, it's not like it's a K-5 and it's a secret. They're going to still tell your parents, hey, you know, Johnny came to the office today and Principal Johnson had to give him three licks with the paddle because he spoke out to Mrs. Miller about whatever. Well, then you're probably going to get your ass whooped at home, too. Or you might get grounded or you might lose TV privileges. Or, I mean, and I say TV privileges like that was a big punishment because realistically... The grounding back in those days was the big deal because we went outside and played. We rode our bikes. We skateboarded. We did whatever. We played baseball in the streets. We played football. We did whatever. We didn't stay inside. The only time you stayed inside and watched TV is if it was raining. Living in Florida, that was it. And in the summertime, it rains for a minute, and then you go back outside. So my parents... You know, my dad, I didn't, like I said, I didn't see my mom a whole lot, maybe once or twice a year. Um, when I had children, I tried to do the opposite. And not the opposite in the sense of not punishing my kids. I'm not, I wasn't like, well, I'm not going to punish my kids. I'm not going to ground. I'm not going to do anything because that was bullshit. No, I think kids need to be punished. They need to have, be disciplined. They need to be corrected. And I'm not saying you need to carry a switch or a belt and whoop their ass. I'm not saying that. 
But kids need to know right from wrong. And that is learned at a young age. Okay? As soon as they can understand, I'm not saying when they're a baby and they're six months old, you need to whoop their ass. But when they're one, two, three, you know, you need to start teaching them right from wrong. No is no, not no is maybe. Not one more time. I'm going to tell you for the last time. No is no. Boom. That's it. We are lacking that in this country. And, and I would assume other countries too. Because when, when you were a kid, maybe you didn't like being told no. Or you didn't like getting grounded. Or you didn't like getting spanked. Or you didn't like whatever. Tough shit. How did you turn out from that? That's really the bigger question here. I mean, did you turn into a psychopath? Did you rob liquor stores? Did you start doing drugs? Now, some people might might have. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that being disciplined turns you into a fine, outstanding person. But look at the issues we have nowadays with kids. Okay? And... And that's what I'm saying. Parenting in America today and in this world today, something happened in the last 20 years where kids that became adults and had children of their own forgot. (laughs) They forgot how to... Parent, I, I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this because I didn't go to parenting class. And I'm not saying that I was by any stretch of the imagination a perfect parent. But what I tried to do personally was be there as much as I possibly could for my kids. Like I said, me and my wife were divorced. My daughter was uh, eight, eight or nine. My son was five or six, somewhere around there. So they were relatively young. Uh, <clears throat> my son played sports. He played baseball. He played football. Um, so I made sure I was involved, whether I was coaching or just being at the games, all through, you know, peewee and whatever up until through high school. My daughter did, uh, like, competitive cheerleading and uh, – then in high school, she was in the band. She did the the flags, major S, whatever it was called. Not major S, but the flag people, you know. So, like, she was in high school three years prior to my son, you know, or I, I guess she was in, uh, I think she was a junior when he started high school. So, like, in ninth and 10th, and I was going to football games. And even like in, when she was in 11th grade, my son was a, a freshman, so he played freshman football. So I was going to Thursday night football games, and I was going to Friday night football games to watch the halftime show. Now, mind you, as soon as halftime was over, I left. But nonetheless, <coughs> so I, I sacrificed as much as I could to be there for them because I didn't have that growing up. And I felt that that would make a difference in in their lives and maybe it did maybe it didn't i don't know you have to ask them um but that's all i could think to make life different than what i had when i was growing up my kids still got punished if they did wrong if they had bad grades if um you know if they did wrong things they got punished you know and i was probably uh 
well, I shouldn't say probably, I know I was a lot harder on my son than I was my daughter because I think as a, as a father, you're raising a man. And my, my whole belief in, in parents raising children, you're, you're not raising children to be your friend. Okay, you're raising children to become adults, to become productive adults. And what I mean by that is this. Kids are born. You essentially have 18 years to get it right. You have 18 years to teach your child everything they could possibly need to know to live the next 50, 60 plus years. And that's hard. That's hard to to do. And it's hard to compact that in. Now, I'm not saying that the teaching ends when they're 18. You know, hopefully you have a good enough relationship with your kids that even when they're 20 into 30, that you still have that relationship to keep parenting them. Not necessarily telling them what to do. And what I mean by that is this. When my daughter was born, me and my wife at the time got a lot of, well, when I was, well, what I would do is this. Or when you were little, I used to do that. Or when, you know, and it's like, I don't need to know what you used to do. I know what you used to do because I was there. <laughs> I don't need to know what you used to do. Um, so I try as my my son and my, you know, my stepdaughter, but, you know, whatever, I've been around for, I've been around her for 20 years, all have kids, I never once would say to them, well, what you need to do is this, or what you should do is that. You're the parent. You take care of it. It's You know how I was as a parent. You don't need my advice. You know how I was. You were there. You know what I'm saying? You have that 18 years when they're your child, when they're under your roof, to teach them right from wrong. And what I mean by that is this. You're not just teaching them by saying, you need to do this and you need to do that. Because you're teaching them without actually saying anything to them. And what I mean by that is this. If you're a parent and you have a child and you do drugs and you do drugs in front of your kids... What do you think your kids are going to do? If you're a parent and you are an alcoholic and you're drunk every day, what do you think your kids are going to do? If you're a parent and you smoke cigarettes, and I'm, and I'm not, obviously I'm not sitting here lecturing anybody on having a drink because I drink, but I don't get sloshed as strong. Like when I was a kid, my dad would be, four or five beers deep before he got home from work and then drank another eight, 10, 12, you know, whatever beers every day. You know, he would go through cases of beer a week. And I'm not talking about 12 packs. Now, when my kids were little, I rarely drank. Okay. So now, mind you, I also, like I said, I did opposite. My parents smoked cigarettes. My parents drank like fishes. When I was raising my, I never smoked. I tried it, obviously. I think just about every kid tries a cigarette. And I was just like, this isn't for me, you know. 
and never picked up the habit, thank God. But um, obviously, as a teenager, I drank, right? That's what teenagers do, you know. Um, when I was a parent, I didn't really drink that much. I really didn't. Um, I should say when I was a parent, I'm still a parent, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Um, and it was kind of twofold. Number one, I, I didn't think I needed to. And then number two, I really couldn't afford it because, you know, times were tough. Um, now I'm not here to say that if you smoke cigarettes and if you drink alcohol, that you're a bad parent. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is that just know whatever you're doing, your kids are learning from you. If you drive aggressively, if you disrespect people just to disrespect people, if you are just a, a dick about everything, your kids are learning from you. Now, mind you, people will call me an asshole all day long. I get it. I'm not a big people person, but I still have respect for the individual. Okay? So, I think the biggest problem we have, at least in this country, especially nowadays, when it comes to raising children, is there's too many people out there trying to be the parent. You're the parent. Those are your children. And I don't think we realized. Now, I, I didn't have this issue because, like I said, my kids are grown. But I don't think we realized all the hands that were in the pot until COVID kind of hit and kids were being, you know, homeschooled. They were um, e-learning or whatever it was called when they started realizing, what the fuck is that person saying? And I think that's really kind of what brought all the shit that's going on nowadays to the forefront, the CRTs and the gay pride shit in school and all that stuff. You didn't realize that stuff was there because we weren't involved, you know. Um, you know, like when my kids were little, I tried to go to as many, um, you know, like teacher, parent teacher conferences and stuff like that as I could. My schedule was funky. So it was really hard to do that. Um, I, I mean, I knew the kids teachers and stuff like that. So it wasn't like I was a stranger, but, um, like on days if I was off, I would go have lunch with them at school because they would allow you to come up there and have lunch. And and those types of things. And like I said, I coached football and I coached baseball. So I was involved as much as I possibly could be involved. And I think kids need that and they appreciate that. And then when when you're an involved parent, it it means a lot. They you're <laughs> you might have a teacher in school that tries to do you know teach something that maybe the kid doesn't agree with because their folks don't agree with that and i think that's important now that's not to say that little johnny or susie need to act up in school and tell the teacher to go piss off because my daddy says this they still need to have respect for authority whether it be the teacher the police the principal the whoever we don't parent like we should. Now, this is not to say that back in the 50s and the, you know, pre-1960, that there was no children that were assholes. Like I said, even when I was in school in the 80s, you had those kids that were bad. 
But that number, I guarantee you that number percentage-wise is smaller or was smaller than it is nowadays. Um, and then on top of that, when I was a kid, if, if your parents spanked you and you were just disciplined, like you did something wrong so you got a spanking or you got grounded or whatever, it, it is what it is. Nowadays, you could turn your parents in for that shit. Now, I'm not saying abuse. Like, yeah, if you were abused as a child, that's one thing. If you're simply punished as a child, that's another thing. But then you go to school and my dad locked me in my room and took my cell phone away and I couldn't play my video games. Oh, well, we need to call DHS. Like when my son was little, when he was 15, he both of my kids lived with my ex-wife but when um he turned 15 or yeah i think it was just after he turned 15 he told his mom he wanted to live with me and of course we had to go back and forth but nonetheless he ended up living with me and uh like i said he played sports and he did stuff so um when i was a kid i was told you know if you want a car or if you know if you you're gonna have to have a job um and that's fair the one thing i did when my son was living here when he was in high school he turned 16 i my agreement with him was this as long as you're playing sports so in high school he didn't play he stopped playing baseball when he was like 12 and he focused on football and then he did track also um you play sports and you get good grades and you don't have to work. Period. And uh, that was an agreement we had. And if he made bad grades, if he didn't turn in his homework, because the good thing about schooling nowadays, if you want to look at the positive, is they, at least around here, they have the teach, the portals or whatever. You can go on. I can go on that thing. I went on that thing every day, religiously. To see if he was turning his homework, if he was doing this, if he was doing that. Hey, why didn't you turn it out assignment? And I was on his ass. And then, yeah, he played football. He had Friday night games. But if it was his weekend with his mom and he was and he was ground, you know, I took his car away. Like, I, if he was grounded and I took his car away, he could drive to school and he could drive home from school because he had football practice every day. But then that was it. And then on Fridays... When he had a football game, I would, uh, that particular, like if it was his mom's weekend, my wife would take him to school that morning. He would leave his car here and then his mom could take him home. And he used to get so mad. He was like, why? I drive here and back. I said, yeah, because you drive here. I don't know what the hell you're going to be doing at your mom's. If you even go to your mom's, if your mom doesn't realize you're grounded, you might go to your friend's house and you might be out partying all night. That's bullshit. You're grounded. You go to your mom's house and you sit there. You know? So, what? I, I might have been a little hard. Whatever. I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think we let our kids get away with way too much shit nowadays. Because we're raising kids to be our friends. And we're not... We, we need to not do that anymore. We need to 
not worry that little Susie or little Jimmy wants to be a fucking dude or do, uh, a chick. They don't know that. It's your. <laughs> we've got to quit saying, okay, if you got a little boy and he's 5'10", 12, whatever, and, uh, you know, I think I want to be a girl. The fuck you do. When you're 18, you can be whatever the fuck you want. While you're in this house, you're a dude. I think I want to be a little boy. While you're in this house, you're a girl. Um, we've got to quit giving in to these kids' ideas. And then you have to ask the question, where are they, where are they getting all these ideas? I don't remember this being an issue when I was a kid. And I'm not saying that there wasn't kids that might have been confused when, when I was in school. I'm not saying that doesn't exist. I'm just saying it exists way more nowadays than it ever did that I can recall. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. When did we get, when did the, 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 the switch flip where we decided to let our kids do whatever the fuck they felt like doing? And is it something that are, that is going on at schools? Is the, is the, um, is the teachers, are there people in these schools, whether it's teachers or principals or, you know, whatever, um, encouraging this behavior. And if so, why aren't you as the parent stepping in and saying, no, I'm not going to allow this. Now, people want to sit there and bash DeSantis, and there's other governors around the country that are kind of doing the same thing. But it's it's not the school's right to teach this stuff. It's your right as a parent, to decide whether your child should listen to this stuff. When did we get away from that? When did we get away from the parents being the parent? I think it, and I remember this. Now, back in the mid-80s, and some of you guys, especially in America, I don't know that this was a worldwide thing, but you guys probably recall when they started putting the stickers on music the parental advisory um, explicit content, right? You remember that? Like on the rap albums and some of the, the heavy rock and stuff like that. Um, so it was 1985. You had, what was it, D. Snyder, John Dever, Frank Zappa, right? And they were testifying in front of the uh, National Parent Teacher Association. I want to say Tipper Gore, Al Gore's wife, was part of that, if I'm not mistaken, and they wanted to essentially put ratings on albums, kind of like going to a movie. Is this a G, PG, you know, rated R, whatever. And then I think they came to an agreement to put that parental advisory thing on that. Now, there was a lot of pushback on it from artists and stuff like that, and I get it. But I also now, as a parent, understand that if you, as a parent... You know, back in the 80s. Okay, Two Live Crew comes out. You don't know what the fuck that is. Two Live Crew. Okay, whatever. But in the meantime, if you got... This was before they made... I shouldn't say made, but this was before artists made um, clean and dirty versions, right? So, if you got uh, early Two Live Crew... And those of you that know, you know. I'm not going to sit here and recite the lyrics for you. <laughs> if your parents 
heard that, you know, you might have gotten in big time trouble. So I think by them putting the parental advisory stuff on that and even going to the, the record store, which, you know, this is probably foreign language to kids nowadays, you um, you couldn't even buy certain albums, you know, because of, because of those labels, unless your parents were there with you. And uh, nowadays, you can just go on iTunes or you go, you know, on Google Play or whatever. And if your parents, <laughs> you could hook up a debit card or whatever to your phone and you just buy whatever the hell you want. So there's no structure. Parents just let kids whatever. Like, like I said, when my son was living here, I, re- I remember this vividly. Uh, you know, hey, I need you to take out the garbage. Oh, let me just finish this one game real quick. Because, you know, he played video games. Now, he didn't live on video games like a lot of kids do. Like I said, he played sports. He did stuff. So he helped me do yard work. He helped around the house. His job around here was taking out the garbage, feeding the dog, and helping me do yard work. Hey, take out the garbage. I just need, let me finish this last game. Okay, cool. I'm watching TV. 10, 20 minutes go by. Dude, are you going to take the garbage out? Oh, I just started another game. Well, you know what old dad used to do? I'd walk right into the freaking, uh, this, the breaker box and poop, shut the power off to his room. Got his ass up, took the garbage out. <laughs> was it a dick move? Yeah, I'm sure it was. You know, but bet your ass in the future after that, he, hey, dude, take the garbage out. He stopped doing what he was doing, took the garbage out. <sighs> Sometimes you have to be a dick to your kid to get the message through. And I want to say that I think the last time when my kids, <laughs> that I spanked my kids for, for whatever the reason was, I want to say my son was seven or eight, so my daughter was ten or so. And the reason they both got it that same day was because they both were involved in the situation. And that was literally the last time I remember spanking them because they knew at that point that there was consequences to their actions, whether it be good consequences or bad consequences. And... If you don't teach that to your kids, then how are they going to turn out as adults, as workers, as, you know, if they start, they're working a job. If they don't realize there's consequences to their actions, whether it's calling in, not showing up to work, uh, showing up late, whatever the case may be, if they don't realize their consequences to their actions, then they're going to run through life like their shit don't stink and they have 26 jobs or be unemployed or expect handouts from the government or from you or from whoever else. Now, I think the key to, to all of this is something that I learned at a young age, and, it, and it's called respect for the individual. And now, what does that mean? So, if in, in this world we live in today, wherever you live, you, you guys will understand what I'm saying. Respect amongst each other 
whether you know somebody or you don't know somebody, respect for another human being is vital to to the growth of a nation, of your person. And and it's simple. Now, we can sit there and, and, and have this argument, and you could say, well, you've heard the phrase, respect is earned, not given. And I, I disagree with that. And what I mean by that is this. You go to the store, and not like Walmart or grocery store or whatever where the doors are automatic, just a convenience store, and you're going in uh, to buy, you know, a pack of gum, right? Do you... If there's a person, and that doesn't have to be a, a male, a female, old, young, white, black, Hispanic, doesn't matter. Just a person, another human being walking behind you, let's say. Do you hold the door open for them? Do you leave the door open for them? If you see someone coming out as you're going in or vice versa, that's just common respect. Now, granted... Respect is also returned. So if I hold the door open for you, that's me showing you respect, right? You showing me respect is saying thank you, right? Respect for the individual. I respected you by holding the door open. You should respect me back by saying thank you. And that that simple act of me holding the door and you saying thank you is mutual respect for each other. And I might not know you from Adam. You might not know me from Adam. It doesn't have to be, oh, I know this person. I'm going to hold the door. Oh, I this person I know, hold the door open for me. I'm going to tell them thank you. It doesn't have to be like that. And, I, and, and something that simple, I think, has gotten away from everybody in this country, in this world probably. It's the little things. And, and, and I'll be honest, I'm guilty of this too. Not so much the door thing. I, I do do that. But when it comes to driving, I'm a dick and a half. <laughs> and and I, know, I know why I am. And I try, I try not to be. I really do. Like my philosophy is this. If, if traffic is slow and someone needs to get in, I'll let that one person in. That's it. This isn't a free fall to get in front of me. Okay? Um, probably the one thing that pisses me off the most, and I don't know if this is a world thing or a, an American thing, but you're driving down the road. Up ahead, you see a sign. Left lane ends, merge right. Or right lane ends, merge left. Whatever. In one mile, two miles, whatever it is. You know what I'm about to say. You can see ahead. The arrows are pointing to the left. Get over. Get over. Get over. Cones are out. That lane is ending. There's always that one, two, five, ten dickhead cars that want to speed up to the front of the line. Am I right? And then I'm the guy that won't let you in. Now, am I being a dick? Yes, I am being a dick. But you know what? So are you. Because you didn't have enough respect for me and the other people that you zoomed past to not read that sign that said Lane was ending. Now, should I be the bigger person and say, whatever, get in, dude. 
Yeah, I probably should. Because nowadays, God only knows where it could go. They pull a gun, I pull a gun, you know, I don't know. And I think that's where we're seeing a lot of the violence in this country, in this world. A lot of the the anger towards each other. A lot of the, you know, like we talk about shootings. You know, whether it's school shootings, public shootings, random shootings. It's just we've lost all respect for one another. And I think, how do I change that? I can't change that. You can't change that. What, what we've got to start doing is there's got to just be consequences for your action. I saw a video the other day. Dude, there was a, I think it was a lady and a guy, not with each other, just lady was at the counter, guy was standing in line, it was like at a convenience store, and some chick dude walks in the, in the store with a freaking axe, a hatchet. Or I shouldn't even say a hatchet. It was an axe. It was like a, you know, chop trees down with. Um, obviously, you can't hear what's said because it's on, you know, like the store video. And the chick dude swings the axe, hits the dude in the face, hits the other chick. Just random. Just random. You know, I don't know if anything was said or not. I couldn't, you can't tell. But uh, <laughs> what happened? What broke in this, in this fucking uh, time warp that we're in that people just do this nowadays now i'm not saying there's not been violence random violence around the world throughout time but it just either we just see so much of it because of cell phones and uh closed uh, circuit tv and news media running 24 7 and twitter and facebook and uh tiktok and whatever else has it always been like this? We just never saw it because those medias weren't available? I, I don't know. But I do know that I, or I should say, I feel like a lot of everything we see, you see this chick dude walking in with an axe. Obviously, this person felt some sort of way about being a chick dude. And these people feel like they're under assault because of their lifestyle choices. And uh, it's like a call to arms with these people. You had a situation the other day where some dude wanting to be a woman put out a call to arms saying that, you know, dare try to stop me if I go to take a piss in the woman's bathroom. And I encourage all other trans whatever to do the same thing. So we're in the middle of a war that we don't even know we're fighting. And what I mean by that is this. You could be the most innocent person in this country, not thinking about nothing. You love everybody equally. You're not Republican. You're not Democrat. You just, like, go with the flow. You're going to be faced with a situation where you're going to be using the bathroom. You're going to be at the gym. You're going to be at Walmart. You're going to be wherever using a public restroom. And some guy's going to come in there to whatever. Whether that person's up to no good or not. You as a female probably aren't going to feel comfortable. You might say something. You might tell your husband. He might say something. 
then that person pulls out a gun because they feel threatened. We, we have lost respect for each other because of our feelings. I want to be a woman, so you have to respect that. I don't have to respect that. Where is your respect for me, the, the actual woman? <laughs> you know, I just saw a story before I got on here to record, and I don't recall the state, but the the it was a younger boy and younger girl, like middle school, high school, whatever. They allowed the boy to go in there and shower with the girls after practice or the game or whatever because he was on the girls' team, whatever. So you have young girls, 14, 15-year-old girls, showering with a 14, 15-year-old boy that wants to pretend to be a girl, but he still has all his boy parts. You know, is that... Is that acceptable? Where is the, where's the respect for those girls? Just because of this kid's, this one boy's feelings, we have to disrespect all these young girls. And that's the point. We can have respect if you want to dress up like a girl, if you want to be a girl and dress up like a boy. I can respect that. I don't have to accept that. I can respect what you want to be. I don't have to accept it, but I can respect it. But on the same term, you should understand that maybe that makes some people feel uncomfortable. And then you should have respect for that person. And that's kind of what respect for the individual means is I can respect you, but you need to respect me. And we don't have that. That is lacking big time. And I think that's part of our least in this country and and if you and if you guys in other countries are having the same issues with unemployment or turnover at jobs i think that's another situation is these younger people weren't taught how to respect other people they feel that everything should be given to them it's broken it's not i don't want to say that it's not fixable because it is this particular generation, it's not fixable. We, you got to start over. You got to start with the kids that are, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven now. And if little Timmy, uh, five, six, seven, eight year old boy, comes up to mom and dad and says, Well, maybe I think I want to be a girl because my teacher said something, your next move as a parent needs to be to go to that school talk to the principal and say hey my son's teacher is saying this that and the other thing and if that principal says well I don't see what the problem is then you pull your kid out of that fucking school immediately we've got to quit accepting the disrespect that we're seeing in this country because it metastasizes that's where we're at now the, the cancer rot of disrespect in this country, and I would assume the world, is a metastas metastasized cancer that is spreading rampantly. And there's, there's no way to fix it. We're going to have to start over with the young ones. You might be listening to this and be like, well, my kids don't act like that, and that's great. 
My kids don't act like that. I know Chris's kids don't act like that. I get it. I'm not saying everyone's bad. The problem is we're shining too much light on the ones that are. Yeah, the shooting in Nashville, right, at the at the school. The girl that did it, that, you know, pretend to be a boy, that was a month ago, over a month ago. Where is the, uh, we've been asking for the manifesto, so I've been, I was looked up, did some research. I, you know, according to what I read, that you'll never know what that whole manifesto says. And the reason given is because it's so disturbing what this girl wrote that they can't release it to the public. I'm that sparks my curiosity even more. In the meantime, you have this Louisville shooter, the 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 25 year old that shot up the bank in Louisville. Uh, essentially, his whole purpose of doing what he did, according to his manifesto, because they released that one, was to prove how he was he was he shot up the bank with a AR-15. So keep that in mind. He's anti-gun. And he just wanted to prove how easily it was for him to buy a gun in that state. And in turn decided to shoot up a bank killing, what was it, five people or whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. You want to buy a gun. You want to prove how easy it is to buy a gun in, this, in, this, in Kentucky because you feel some sort of way about guns. Then... What did killing those people in that bank have anything to do with that? It's like, I just, I, I'm, this, it's broken. It's broken. I have no answers for it. I'll be honest with you. If you're listening to this and you have young children, it's not too late for you. I have four grandchildren. Okay, I have a 10-year-old, a 5-year-old, a 1-year-old, and not quite 1-year-old. Now, the 10's about to be 11 in a couple months, the 5's about to be 6, the baby's about to be 1, and the, the boy's about to be 2. So they're all about to hit that next next stage, just within the next couple of months. All of them have birthdays within a couple of months of each other. Um... The baby and the, the one that's about to be two, they're a baby and they're about to be two. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that you need to let them run wild and be crazy. Um, now's the time when they're one and two years old to meld them into respectful individuals. The five about to be six and the ten about to be eleven are very respectful of other people. Now, I'm not to sit here and tell you that they're perfect angels. They're an 11-year-old girl and a 6-year-old girl. Uh, not to say that because they're girls, they're pains in the asses. I mean, boys are too. But they're still kids. But I'll, I would match those two up against any other 11- and 6-year-old from a respect standpoint. And it's because their parents make them respect each other, respect themselves, 
and respect perfect strangers. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, you're not raising your kids to be your friend. You only have 18 years with them. The the one that's about to be 11, I mean, 11. I would have never thought, I mean, not that I would say I would never thought I'd see the day that she'd be 11. I mean, I guess I could say that because of my situation. But, you know, in seven years, I know her mom doesn't like to hear this, but in seven years, she's going to be 18. Okay? Then it's up to her. You know, she going to leave? She going to, you know, I don't, I, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying all kids were like when I was a kid or when we were kids and bounced, you know, as soon as you were 18. You know, whether you went to the military, you went to college, you, whatever the case may be. But a lot of us were out of the house when we were 18 years old. And uh, nowadays that's different, obviously, unless you go to the military, go to school. Um, and, and that's because things are a lot more expensive and I get it. So if you're listening to this and you're a younger person and you have small children, it's not too late to steer the course. If you're a parent and you're my age or older and your kids are 20 plus years old, well, you just got to hope you did the best you could do because you can't parent them now because they're going to tell you go fuck yourself. Um, you know, I guess that's, that's about it. I think what our country and this, and I, I dare say probably this world is lacking is parental guidance. Now you can make that argument about God and religion and the Bible. That's fine. If that's, if that's your deal, I have no issue with that. That. God and religion and the Bible and church and stuff, that's not for everybody. It's for some people. It's not for others. I get that. I don't think in the grand scheme of things that necessarily has anything to do with anything. Like you hear people make the comment, you know, things didn't get bad until they took God out of school, until they took prayer out of school. You've heard that. Now, when I was in school in (laughs) the 80s, you know, you know, I started school, so I was, what, 5 and 78, so from 78 to 91 when I graduated high school, I don't recall learning anything about the Bible, and the only time God was ever mentioned was when you were doing the Pledge of Allegiance. I don't know that they still do that in school or not, but you know what I'm saying? So I don't know that that was an issue. We didn't pray in school. We didn't read the Bible. Um, I don't think that that necessarily, I think that's a parent's thing. If you're, if you're a parent and you want your child to be raised in a Christian or Jewish or Muslim or whatever your religion is, that's your deal. You need to do that. That's not the school's deal. Now, could the Bible or whatever be used in a, in a history type setting yeah should that be something that'd be more of a extracurricular maybe after school or maybe even a a elective type course where you could choose to do that then also i say yeah 
I think ultimately things didn't go wrong in this country when they stopped prayer in schools because I think that was back in the 60s. I think things went wrong in this country when we stopped teaching people how to respect each other and when parents tried to be friends with their kids and not parents. That's when things went wrong. And uh, I got one, I got one other thing. Uh, you know what? I'm not. I'm going to talk about that on Sunday. I'm going to go ahead and call the show for today. It's been an hour, and uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get on my soapbox and lecture you about being parents or lack thereof. I would hope that if you're an older person listening to this, if your kids are grown and your kids are having kids. Maybe this is a show that they should listen to. You're already, you've already raised your kids. And if you think your kids who are, who are raising kids are having issues, maybe you let them listen to this. It's not political. I didn't talk about anybody in particular. But just know that this country and this world... It's not a religion thing. It's parents. Whether you're, you don't have to be married in a nuclear family. That's not, sometimes that makes things worse. If you don't get along with your wife or your husband, that could make things a lot worse. But if you're divorced, You've got to do what's right by the child, not for what's right for yourself. It's about if you're going to have kids and then get divorced or not even get married, it's not about you anymore. It's about your kid. And then showing respect to the other parent is teaching your kid from a young age respect for the individual. You might not agree that you love that person but you can have respect for that person as the mother or the father of the child. And then the kid will see that you respect the other parent. And then they'll learn respect that way. Basically, I guess the message for today is parents are very important, good or bad. And what do I mean? If you're a shitty parent, then you did a bad job, you're going to have shitty kids. If you're a good parent and you do a good job, you're going to have good kids. I mean, it's, it's, sim it's as simple as that. Be there for your kids. Teach them right from wrong, good from bad, respect. Even when respect isn't given, hold the door open for somebody. If they don't say thank you, that's their problem. Don't take it out on the next person. Do you understand? Just, I think, and, and, I, and I know some people that know me are going to listen to this and be like, what in the hell is he talking about? But don't get it twisted. If I know you personally and I don't have much to do with you, it's not... It's, 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 a, it's something that you probably did. 
Now, I will also say that the handful, and I literally mean that by handful, of people that I personally know that listen to this show, obviously I don't have a problem with, and I would assume they don't have a problem with me, or they probably wouldn't listen to the show. The majority of the people that listen to this show don't know me for Adam. I could walk by them in the, in the store, and they wouldn't know me. And that's fine. Maybe one day I'll be super famous with my own show on radio and you guys will all want to know me then. I'm joking. But seriously, guys, just pass this message along along to your friends, to your families, to your, your children, your young adult children. Uh, if you have kids that are in high school that are about to graduate, this is probably a show for them too because eventually the next handful of years they might be trying to figure out how to raise a kid too and i'll simply say this hard work is respected by your kids they see that they see if you have to work two jobs and you have to struggle there was a time in my life when my kids were little i worked two jobs i did what i had to do they saw that they respect that and your kids are learning even when you're not actually teaching them. So just keep that in mind, guys. So with that being said, it is Friday, April 21st, 2023. You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you again on Sunday. Sunday.